0: Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by the lines.com coming to you from the West Coast. Josh Lander joined by my guy Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are looking at a little Tuesday night slate here, Nate, in the NBA. Just four games to choose from. In this one, we're going to be talking about that marquee matchup. The Dubs are in Phoenix taking on the Suns, two of the best teams in the West and the league to be expected this season. Do make sure to like and subscribe to that page. As I said, we're bringing you game videos each and every weekday of this regular season. Also bring you our player props video that we have for you. Staying hot to start this season as well there. Make sure you head to the lines.com as well. That's where we have all of our great written content for you guys all season long, as well as our great odds finder tool where you can go ahead and make sure you are shopping those NBA lines and player props to the best of your ability across those U.S. sportsbooks. Nate, let's get into that little four game slate we have tonight in the NBA.
1: Yeah, aside from that game you just mentioned, we got Pistons plus five at Wiz. We got the Mavericks minus three and a half at the Pelicans. Some injury news to watch there. We will break that game for you uh, in a separate video. And then the Clippers are minus 10 at Oklahoma City facing the Thunder. This game, Warriors opened plus three, picked up a little bit of steam, and it's plus two and a half as we record here. Um, And the total at 224 and a half, I mean – It's intriguing to try to take the over here, the way the Warriors have been playing thus far this season. I think we need a little bit more of a sample size with the Suns uh, to know what kind of pace they're going to play at at a a nightly basis, though they've really been slowing it down. They have yet to go over, even though they went into overtime, with the Blazers uh, in their second game here. But for me, I I mean, I I lean towards the Warriors who haven't been playing their best ball, but it's been a – A lot of mental lapses, as you, you know, often see with them with the turnovers. Um, You know, not necessarily having the urgency as they uh, come off a championship. You know, a little bit of a hangover there. But last year you saw with this team that they turned a corner against the Suns uh, December 3rd. and, And they beat them, beat them soundly. Then they beat them again. And they lost on March 30th without Curry. Uh Jordan Poole still went off for 38-9-7 and seven with the shorthanded uh, supporting cast around him. So the Suns, you know, they, they might be favored right now because of how they would just shut down the Clippers. But that's a team that's really struggling to figure things out with in terms of rotation, in terms of fit, uh, and, and ball movement to get threes. Uh, and the Suns are, are kind of a packet-in team that sells out. Doesn't necessarily guard the three-point line that well, but depends on variance. Depends on guys not hitting those shots, but that's not going to work with the Warriors. Um, and I, I do think CP3 is is aging at this point. They're not going to be as ridiculously clutch as they were last year. It's a lot of Aiden and Booker, and Aiden you know, has to deal with Draymond now in this matchup. I, I, I would be a little concerned about him putting up big numbers it's it's just a situation where I think I I lean when you get the champs at plus 120 here in a game that has their attention I lean towards Golden State because I think
0: when when they come to play and when they concentrate that they they should be favored of course (laughs) it it feels like you're really saying that game against Denver was a lack of concentration I mean three games into the season we don't have enough to go on to make any serious you know proclamations here right like one game where they just got their asses handed to them for like two straight quarters against the nugs. And they only lost by five, but they were getting pounding for, you know, the end from the second quarter into most of the third uh, until getting it closer. So, it, all of that skews all the statistics it's kind of what i was talking about in the monday video as well um where you just you, you, it, one bad game anything like that i mean you look at dallas right now they're like a plus 65 uh net rating through like a, a if you look at like a couple different quarters over the court like so it, it's all just a little bit silly right now but what what i do see for the Dubs that scares me that i think you can take some some sort of you know a little bit of uh not even with a grain of salt, you can take these stats and say, this might be indicative of what's going to happen to them. Uh, moving forward is the struggle that, that clay and Jordan Poole are having. Um, I don't know. Jordan Poole just got $140 million. And I was kind of like, if anything, it seemed like, the playoffs detracted from the money he was going to make. He was so hit or miss. He, he only got like ten to fifteen minutes a game in the finals because they couldn't trust him beyond you know just being a random spark, not knowing if he was going to turn the ball over. Right now, he's a streaky shooter. Uh, watching a couple of their games, it's it's not looking good. Um, Steph, as we also talked about, is is on a, a mission. Clearly, after playing so poorly for most of last season, shooting below what his numbers are, which is why this year he's at thirty three five and four in thirty three minutes a game so far shooting better than five for 12 from from deep uh it, it right now which is just classic Steph five for 12 is like what you look for from peak steph and if he's that 44 percent from three this year that's great for them Wiggs is Wiggs. i think wiggins has shown he's going to be that player but my main point here is the struggles that we saw at times from clay and pool in the playoffs seem to me to be the indication of what's going to happen this year that's what's going on already pool with those shooting splits at 38 percent from the field awful 31 from deep very bad for someone you need to be scoring from three going one for five a game from there Clay's 14 points a game in 23 minutes is pretty good from a, an efficiency standpoint, uh, but his splits are also pretty bad. I mean, 38% or 34% from, from three for him is pretty good, but he's only getting those 23 minutes. That, that's reason for concern. Uh, he They need his defense or the equivalent of it. Um, if he's not on the floor, you know, Wiggs is guarding bigger guys. It, it's it's going to be trouble for them. Wiseman's not someone that you trust. So my main point here is the way that they're turning the ball over, which is at an insane rate, giving up points off of turnovers, all this stuff is playing right into the hands of a Phoenix Suns team who is kind of just going about their business and just getting shit done I know they lost to the Blazers I think we both like the Blazers more than some of the numbers might be predicting for them right now so not too big of a a, you know issue there for me for the Suns I see them as a team right now that's coming out and playing a lot more just in their nature and and sort of knows what they're about Uh, has a very clear identity still and is is not making mental errors and beating themselves Um, the last thing I would say is you mentioned the fourth quarter and that's also where the Doves are getting murdered right now is that fourth quarter. They have a minus, what was it, minus 14-something net rating in the fourth quarter. Unshockingly, the Suns' ninth best net rating in the fourth quarter and still some really good clutch time numbers. Obviously, it's not going to be as as historic as it was for them in terms of clutch time numbers last season, um, but they're still in the top 10 in, in, in really all necess- you know, really crucial categories, uh, like I said, in that fourth quarter, whereas the Dubs have the fourth worst at minus 20, just to be very specific about what that is. So look, the, the quarters where Steph is playing most of the of the quarter, which is the first and the third, they they're, have the best net rating of, of any of the quarters. In the second and fourth, where he's only playing about six minutes, seven minutes each quarter, that their, their net rating goes plummeting. So it's clear that right now they're relying too much on him. Uh, and the Suns are just a, a, like a grinded out team that, that I think is, is you know, ripe for a, a nice victory at home in this one.
1: How crazy is it that they're 20th in scoring right now, Phoenix, and they're getting 110 points per game. I mean, that's that's yeah. the modern yeah. NBA though. So, yeah. I mean, 224 is not necessarily that high in this modern NBA we just saw some, some scores here tonight. I mean, like Brooklyn and and Memphis that went to 270. Both these teams can defend a little better than that. But when you have Steph Curry playing the way he he has, I mean, what's what are his numbers through three games here? He hasn't missed at the free throw line, hitting five yeah. and a half threes at 44%. He can bend a defense on his own and then get those other guys going. Uh, unfortunately, no Dante DiVincenzo because you would like to see those slashers playing off steph against the Suns defense. But the Golden State, besides the threes, they're second in two point shooting right now, 57% third most free throw attempts, which would help you slow it down and get to the over. I kind of lean towards that happening that would say we haven't seen the Suns have to come out of their shell defensively enough yet to really know uh, whether a team can can light them up for 120. And whether we can or whether we can get them out of their shell offensively because the other team is playing with enough pace and scoring. Yeah, they haven't historically gone over these teams in their recent meetings, but I'm kind of intrigued by that. See if it maybe creeps down or if you could tease it. I think the Warriors aren't going to lose by six and a half or seven here. Um, Although, no, we have seen plenty of blowouts here early in the season. I think it's it's it's. Preach some caution here. You know, this is an intriguing matchup, but let's see how they they start to unfold here in the opening weeks.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're you're right on about that. I think there's some areas that you can still get some value. I do like the Suns uh, in this game, like a pretty good amount. Watch the, you know, the defending champs completely surprise me, but I, that's, that would be my prediction. I know you like the over, and that's where I would lean if I was going to bet the total. Um, I, like you said, I'd still sprinkle just a few units on it, to, to sort of contradict what you said a bit, they did play this, the the Blazers the other day. They lost by two, but they only gave up hundred 106 or so points to the Blazers in that loss, despite Dame having 40-plus. Yeah. One, one, 113. Yeah, so, you know, 113, if they win and they give up 113 or just barely lose, you could still see that that going potentially over. But that's right at where you want, right? So even with Dame's 40-plus, I could still see that. I would, like you said, caution to, with, with that total I feel good about the way Phoenix is playing right now. That's why I, I feel pretty strongly uh, about that bet. And, and, you know, despite what what could happen with Steph, whose prop is at 26 and a half, and with four games to choose from, you might be uh, seeing that one in our player props video. In this one, we're going to be taking a look at a pretty good matchup, depending on who's playing in it. We've got the Mavs in New Orleans taking on those Pellies. Minus three and a half for the Mavs, I'll just say real quick. I know we're going to go through the lines here, but it is very interesting, as I said, with Zion and BI both questionable right now uh, that they are almost four point favorites in it. So we'll get into all things that want to make sure you do like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along with us. Check out all these game videos we're bringing you each and every weekday. Also have our great player props video already started very hot on the season as we ended it and spent most of last season pretty hot on these player props, hitting at a pretty really nice clip. So make sure to check those out moving forward. Also want you to head to the lines.com, That's where we have our great written Content for you guys all season long, and our odds finder tool where you can go ahead and make sure you're shopping NBA lines to the best of your ability across U.S. sports books all season long. Nate, let's go ahead and get into that little four game slate in the NBA on Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, aside from this Mavs game, we got Wizards minus five at home against Detroit. We got the Pelicans, Um, uh, of course, yeah, this game we're talking about are plus three and a half right now at home against the Mavs. Thunder plus 10 at home against the Clippers. And then the other game we break down is Suns minus two and a half in Phoenix against the Champs, the Warriors. Uh, Separate video up about that one. Yeah, this is going to really depend on the injury news we get, whether Zion's going to play after suffering a, a hip pointer there. On Sunday, and Brandon Ingram suffered a concussion. Trey Murphy stepped in, played really well there as they fell to Utah in overtime. Herb Jones is also questionable for this one. So really, you could argue three. I mean, certainly three of the five starters for the Pelicans, extremely important guys here. And even if they were at full strength, I'm kind of leaning towards the Mavericks. I mean, I hope that the spread doesn't increase too much if those guys are out Uh, because I don't know if it really matters that much in terms of, you know, I think the Pelicans will still be competitive. I don't, I don't see them getting blown out at home without Zion and or Ingram. Um, but, but the Mavs just grinding out wins, um, per usual, but they haven't really had to play much this year, two games thus far. One of the few teams that have had that extra rest here early in the season, in those games, they're number two in both defensive efficiency and offensive efficiency. Their only blip being that they gave up gave it up late to the Suns in a game that we thought on the opener the Suns would be would come out guns blazing. Um, and they struggled at first, but then they did eventually exact that revenge against Dallas. And then the Mavs turn around and just stomp out a really good Memphis Grizzlies team. So it's working right now with Christian Wood added to the fold. Um, I don't know why people looked at the Mavs and said, what did they do this off season? They didn't do anything. Maybe it's because they, they, that was the first move of the off season really before like anything had settled. It's like, well, they got a potentially fantastic pick and roll partner for Luca. And yeah, he's 25 points in both games. Uh, got to the free throw line 14 times against Memphis and was a plus 22 in that game. Huge difference maker. Uh, but i think the biggest difference in this particular matchup is the three point discrepancy like pelicans are the worst three point shooting team in the league they take the fewest they they're all interior number one offensive rebounding rate fourth in free throws well the mavs keep you off the line and they're also number one in defensive rebounding so far you know if you want a bigger sample size last year they allowed the fourth fewest offensive rebounds and as these guys play more alongside Luca, these guys being the wings, mostly Bullock and, and DFS, it, it, they're just going to get more and more comfortable. Um, and right now, yeah, their second and three point percentage early in the season here. Luca in this matchup, in his last five against the Pels, 31 points per game, eight and a half boards, eight and a half assists. He had 49 points in the last one. The Mavs as a team hitting 15 threes at forty percent in their last five. They've won four of those against the Pelicans. So, and, and then yeah, lastly, you just look at the trends here when they're favored. The Mavs went forty-three and eleven last year, sixteen and four on the road, and then the the Pel's as home dogs nine and twenty, and three and ten when they had that rest disadvantage, which they certainly do here, uh, since Dallas
0: again has only played two games. Man, I mean, that that was a lot of really solid stats that really back up everything you said. I'm very proud of you. Um, I agree with everything you said as well. <laughs> to be honest, I, I look, I'm looking for stuff to add, but it's like all the angles that I would look at for here. How did they do last season? Because now we're talking if they don't have Ingram and Zion, my initial reaction is like, all right, well, we're stars out. Um, maybe, you know, bets up a little bit the ewing theory right like these guys come out and now we've got a bunch of guys behind the two stars that were like well they could just come out and play better a la memphis the the way they did last year without Ja." having both those guys out sucks uh that that, that's a big deal if herb jones is out as well now you're definitely talking about the guy that was picking up luka um probably right at half court right if not a bit over it um and expending all his energy there so that's a huge loss as well it's very tough for me to see them able to hang with Dallas if um, if they don't have those guys. If this total is at two twenty five and a half, also I might consider a nice little under on that uh, parlayed with like maybe the the Mavs money line and just kind of get over the need for um, them to win by a certain amount. Let's say that the the Pellies come out and really surprise us with you know some of the the, the younger younger uh, guys that are going to be getting minutes in this case. I would still like the, the, the Mavs to pull out the victory, which is why I might feel a little bit better, obviously about that. But um, yeah, you're totally right on about Christian wood. And I'm really glad you said it. Cause I, I, we mentioned it definitely a bunch in our preseason videos and, and it's already proving true um, that he's a perfect addition for them. I mean, they already have defense across the board. They're not going to be asking him to do that much outside of rebound, which he has done already. Um, but you know, like I said, the the key thing here to, to be a little bit cautious of it, it's before we talk about w- who, should you bet on obviously we like the Mavs especially without those two guys in but if those two guys are in or one of them is in how does that impact this game with Zion in we're talking probably like the attempt for New Orleans to pick that pace up um, and really you know attack and just have him in transition um because there's plenty of guys behind them that that are going to be capable guys like Trey Murphy as you mentioned Jose Elrano get a bit more time Larry Nance and then you know maybe you have uh Jonas on the floor for a bit more jovial, um for a bit more time there uh, as well to, to really you know hopefully Negate a bit of what Christian was doing, hope, force them to have a guy like Javale on the floor a bit a bit more. Um, so all that said, like I, I do, you know, depending on what happens, I guess what what I'm saying is, if those two guys are not on, I do like a parlay of uh, of a nice money line Mavs and the under bet on this one because uh, 225 or so feels high in a Mavs team that you know is going to play with at, at a pace below 100 uh, in this game, probably closer to like 96 if they have their way, and they're continuing to be as good a defense as they've been since J Kid got there, where they know that they've got a guy. Who, it's almost like they're following the, the modern NBA uh, you know, st- roster structure, which is have a ton of big guys that can guard and shoot the three. And then you throw in one of the best offensive players of this generation and uh, Luka Doncic. And yeah, I feel really, really good about the, what this team can do this season and the fact that they should be able to take care of, of a Pelicans team without its two best players. If Zion's in, though, I think we
1: got to like the over, right? I mean, you look at the it, difference. It changes it, yeah. 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 In, in how the Pelicans play... I mean, so far this season with him, at least in par- in at least part of the game, they score in at least 122. and It's not that different between Zion and CJ in terms of if they have one of those guys, they're getting about 116 a game. Uh, the difference is the pace, though. It's 97 with just CJ. It's 100.7 with Zion. He kind of takes on more of that point guard role and then yeah, pushing the, pushing the issue. And the Mavs, they were especially slow at home. I mean, it was ridiculously slow how and how often they went under when they were at home, but it's a little harder to dictate that pace when you're on the road. And I would be a little concerned about their ridiculous efficiency this far. I mean, the second in offensive rating, uh, in these two games here, they're shooting, uh, 50%. I mean, they shot 50% against Memphis. 43% from the from the three-point line. Got to the line 36 times as a team. Uh I mean, that's incredible right there. That's right? how you do it. Yeah, that, that to put up 137 on Memphis. So and I, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's going to depend who's in the lineup like like we said here, but I think if you get either Zion or BI in there, I would lean over. Um but really, yeah, I just I think the Mavs are going to continue to to do what they did last year, uh, all the way to the West Conference Finals, and it's kind of an early early statement here against a Pelicans team that's that's jumping up. Uh, I would expect Zion to try to play. I mean, a concussion is a little harder to just get cleared through, but Zion's dealing with a hip a hip bruise, and I think he'll be out there. We'll just see how effective he is um, and whether he, he can stay. Competent defensively is the biggest question, right? Because it, when you get put into a million pick and rolls with Luka and you're not a great pick and roll defender in the first place, uh, there's going to be a lot of good looks for
0: Dallas, I think. Agreed. Yeah, that on both sides of the ball, you know, Zion means more points for sure. Um, so, I, you know, that that's what we that's something to look out for. I think you know. I, I don't know what what the the deal is with those two guys playing. I don't want to try to predict it. I just know that if I'm able to, I'm going to be hawk it. And as soon as I see an actual definitive report on one of the on, on the two of them or one of them, bet accordingly to how we said. If both of them are out immediately, hitting that that money line and Mavs uh, Mavs money line in the under uh, Zion plays might see what that does the total. If it stays at about two twenty four, I'd feel pretty good about it. If both of them play. Um, yeah i don't know now now i'm at a bit more of a loss to be honest with you i like the uh, the angle of, of one or both of them not playing obviously for the maps in this early season so you're listening to the lines.com podcast network looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top u.s
1: sportsbooks, all in one place then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust to make you a better sports better.
0: Nate, let's get into our first of these player props for tonight's little Tuesday night slate here. Yeah, Chris Paul
1: hasn't really been looking to
0: score through the first three
1: games here for the Suns, but that should change here in a matchup with the Warriors. We'll see what happens with in terms of the pace here, pretty much opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of the Warriors playing real fast, Suns slowing it down. Suns are in their first of six home games here, and it's obviously a big one against the champs. You know, CP3 generally comes to play in this matchup, though, since he joined the Suns, averaging 15.7 points seven to go along with seven and a half assists against Golden State. The usage is averaged out to 22 percent, but he's had big spikes when he when he has to score 27 percent, 37 percent in a couple of those games. So I think Andrew Wiggins will be draped on Booker here. Throughout the game, Wiggins has kind of morphed into a shutdown force for the Warriors. Uh, He has the best defensive rating on the team right now. So I'm kind of interested in the Booker under 26 and a half points or 36 and a half PRA. And the CP3 over is pretty low for, I think, points and assists is what you go with here because he's, you know, a double digit assist threat right now. 22 and a half is the number for that combined. You can get 13 and a half points at plus odds. You can get 12 and a half points at minus Minus 120 fan duel. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, he averages 11.5 and a half assists at home since the start of January, along with 14 and a half points. So, definitely not outlandish here. Uh, like I said, this season only 7.7 points in three games where they just didn't necessarily need his scoring or the matchup wasn't there for him to be so ups- assertive. But the Warriors are playing real shoddy defense, Josh. I mean, especially that second unit is is just terrible. I don't know if CP3 is going to stagger and get some mi- minutes against the second unit. But the point is, yeah, he'll get to work on Steph or Clay while uh, Booker has to deal with Wiggins. So definitely double-digit points and assists is a possibility. The double-doubles plus 185 and the double-double in a win, which I think you like the Suns to win at home here, plus
0: 300. Don't hate those in terms of getting some extra juice. Yeah, I don't I don't hate any of that. Um man, if he played with the second unit, that'd be sick. Cause yeah, I was talking about in the game video for the for the dubs that that second unit is bad on defense right now and Wiggs isn't on that second unit. A lot of what we saw last year was Wiggins and Poole, uh, with Clay coming in as well on a second unit that was like well, damn, this is almost as good as our first. It just doesn't have Steph or Draymond. Um, but that's just not the case right now. Uh, and so if that would be wildly interesting. Either way, I was going to hit Chris Paul as well. We didn't even talk about this before we, we started recording. I was going to hit his points and assists as well. I think it's 13 and a half is way down for him uh, in the points column, even though, like you said, he has not been scoring... At all this season, this doesn't seem like the game that he's going to sit out and, and, and watch idly buys they, they potentially lose because he, he only shot the ball like eight times against the, the Blazers and they lost that game and it was kind of like, hey, dude, like we could use you to score too with that mid range jumper, you know, not just get 11 assists a game. So I think that's uh, he's going to realize that tonight against a team that's like you said. Awful defensively right now, but playing at 110 pace with like 125 offensive rating, you got to put up points to hang with the dubs, even if, uh, you know, you're you're better on defense than the teams they've played so far. So we're going to move on to a guy I'm really happy to talk about, Mr. Christian Wood uh, on the Mavs. We talked about liking him. I feel like there was some split thought but, but behind him being on the Mavs this season before he started playing with them and um, you know you call it he kind of came to the team really early on in the in the transaction process and the free agent signings and trades and all that so you know I think he was kind of forgotten but in his first two with Dallas he's already at 25 points a game and 10 boards and he's barely playing dude he's playing like 24 and a half minutes a game with those numbers so he's scoring a point a minute talk about efficiency 10 boards you know one rebound every two minutes absolutely incredible his usage rate while he's on the court is 35% so his his uh, points and rebounds prop I didn't even tell you guys it's 25 and a half which i really like going over on that for pretty much even money on FanDuel right now the at minus 102 the points themselves at 17 and a half are even money so you just get you know that, that's plus 100 right there um like i was saying two first two at dallas absolutely incredible he also plays really well against uh, new orleans um who's not good on defense once again and we talked about in the game video of zion plays we do like the over in this one just as long as he plays we like the over if he doesn't play Feeling a lot better about that under. And if, if B.I. also doesn't play, definitely feeling good about that under. But they are really bad on defense regardless. And we know that the Mavs are going to slow things down and control the offense and still have the ball uh, for a long time in this game. In six games versus New Orleans, when he was with Houston for Christian Wood, we're talking 19 points a game, 10 boards, and 31 minutes, right? He still hasn't even gotten 31 minutes this season. So um, I think he creates a huge matchup problem for them. I'll, I'll give you one more here. He and Luca, wonderful, wonderful uh tandem. When they're both on the floor in a two man lineup, if you want to go ahead and check that out. On Non-advanced stats. We're talking 148 offensive rating, but with the two of them on the floor. So, what else do you really want to know about how how perfect of a sidekick uh, Luca finally has in Mr. Christian Wood? Yeah,
1: that's why I don't get why people were saying the Mavs are going to be worse this year when they add such a dynamic pick and roll partner. And yeah, you pointed out the usage rate; it's so consistent what Dallas is going to do. Right? It's call up Christian Wood if, if he's on the floor with Luca. And we're gonna run pick and roll and spread you out and 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 shoot threes. And Nola is not good at defending either of those things, the three point line or in the paint. Uh, Joe Val, you might be forced into playing big minutes here if Zion's not good to go. If Zion is good to go, I mean he's gonna be a little more tentative than usual, and he's not a great defender anyway. So I think, yeah, Wood should have no problem getting around twenty points again, and then yeah, there's barely any rebounds needed. For a big man to get over that mark. Maybe you'll even see a few more minutes since Dallas has, because of this matchup, you know, they they could use him out there. I am gonna take an under here. I know it's a little scary, and frankly, in the NBA, it's easier when you have this many options to just keep taking overs to identify the ones you want. But <clears throat> if you are feeling spicy here, Cade Cunningham under 31 and a half points, rebounds, assists against Washington which he hasn't reached yet this year. I mean, he's been right on it with 30, 30, 29 in terms of his combined stats. And really, I mean, but the home road splits I'm looking at here, Detroit on the road here, and in his career, Kate averaging 2.7 fewer points, 16, and 1.4 fewer assists, 4.9, on the road with a slightly lower usage rate. Now playing alongside Jaden Ivey, takes a little bit of the ball handling responsibilities away from him. And it's just Washington's early season defense, which if you guys recall was lights out in the first month last year too. I mean, just number one, three point D this year, they're sagging in more and not giving you anything easy. Number two in paint points, number three in assists and number three in field goal percentage allowed. So I don't think the assists are really going to be there for Cade um, in terms of getting in there. And I mean, I think, Washington will be able to identify the, the the shooter. It's not plural shooters, it's just Boyan, on Detroit. So I don't think that'll be an easy assist either. Washington's not giving up a ton of rebounds. They play at a relatively slow pace. So 19 and a half points straight up is intriguing as well, but I, I could see Cade getting 20 points but not getting the peripheral stats to get you over this total for PRA.
0: Yeah, I think that's what you're going to have to bank on, dude, because like Cade is he's a a ball handler. He's a guy who's able to lead an offense. So he'll have the ball uh, in his hands plenty. And I think, you know, I actually watched. Uh, a bit of their last game where he really needed to kind of come in and score for them uh, to hang around and, and like he did, right. He, he he didn't really show up in the first half. He was more looking to dime, but I think once you, uh, once you start putting, you know, the onus on him to score, which I think he feels this season, he's probably their second best three point shooter, at least on that starting lineup. So um, I do see the ability for him to score, but you, you, you're probably uh, a little bit more right on uh, in terms of the the peripheral stats, not being quite as prevalent for him in a game that I think that uh, Washington's D is pretty legit. They've sold out for three and D and and scoring threes and they're pretty good so far. So um, let's finish things off here with Andrew Wiggins, Wiggy, uh, since there's really no more Iggy on the Warriors, he is on the team. But he's not really playing. So we can give Wiggy the names to Wiggins. 22 and a half points and rebounds. Look, the dude picked up basically where he left off in the playoffs. And, and they're still trusting him just as much as they did in the playoffs. And he's probably their second best player right now, uh, as he was for the entirety of that playoffs, mostly because, look, he's not their most talented offensive player, although he can score in a variety of ways more so than than you know the other guards that you obviously think of in Clay and, and, and Jordan Poole. Um, but at the same time he's his defense keeps him on the floor, and that's something we were talking about is he's got a guard. Booker. He's going to be guarding Booker. Booker's going to get 39 to 40 minutes. Wiggs is going to get 39 to 40 minutes. He's going to be on the floor as soon as Booker is. So, um, you know, with that in mind, I, I think you'd love the fact that he's going to continue to get the usage. I, I would take the points and boards. I would take the points at 16 and a half and minus 110. I think I would rather have that just because of the the, the better odds and the rebounds and points, which gets you minus 120. So, you know, but in three games this year so far, you know, we know what he's done. 22 and a half points, about six and a half boards, and it's his shooting. 52% from the field, man. That's so great to see when you when you see that for him um, and, and you know that that's going to lead to him being able to do more they will have to sag off of him a little bit finally because he's shooting well enough from deep um, to be able to you know earn that respect and get a little bit of room for himself to use his athleticism and get to the rim uh, wild stat that you were able to provide for me double digit scoring in all 25 career games that he's played versus the Suns. that's a lot that's a lot of games to always have double digits uh, and, and especially when he's been on some bad teams in the past and you've seen him have some sort of slink away games um, it just hasn't happened so it's last 10 versus them 20 almost 21 points a game uh versus the suns and five boards so there you go right there with your prop uh easily over 20 uh and i I just think that he's too important to this team to not get the minutes and the way that he's playing on offense man that 52 percent field goal percentage for someone who's really getting the ball predominantly out on the wing and in space is very very impressive
1: yeah and the minutes with the minutes follow rebounds and so far in three games, he's he's got a ten point seven percent rebounding rate, which is you know his career is seven percent. It's way up from last year, and it's what we saw in the playoffs. Like you said, I think he had a couple like fifteen board games in those playoffs because he was out there guarding Luca and, and just out there getting tons of minutes. He's also been their best individual defender, one hundred six defensive rating. Draymond has not been that; he's one eleven. The team is at one hundred ten. Is at one ten. Um, so yeah, he's going to guard book. He's going to be scoring, um, because clay is yet to find a, a, a true rhythm here. And he's, so he's basically averaging 22 and a half points through three games. And for a guy who's then grabbing a 10th of, of his team's total rebounds, uh,
0: I think combining the two of them is, is easy money. That's why it's minus minus one twenty. Yep yeah and, and it's it's interesting he's a different style of player than they've had being their second option for a long time right it was either Kevin Durant or St- or Clay Thompson uh, coming off screens for Clay running around Waves is doing a lot less of that he's getting the ball in space going one on one because they know they can't double him out there uh, and I think he'll continue to get it like that you said that usage rate near 23% for them that's great that's Clay Thompson numbers and so he's going to be in that second scoring role for them uh, for this whole season I'm pretty sure so that is all the time we have for you guys we're going to look to continue to stay we're about 70% 72% so far uh on the early last night and and four and all last night baby so we're continuing to stay hot look i mean it's not going to be the entire season uh definitely want to stay with us for the next two to three weeks we're going to stay on this track i think uh but then we're going to look to stay closer you know what 55 60 we're still going to be bearing winners all season with these props baby so make sure to like and subscribe continue to follow along with us we will be back with you guys on a pretty nice wednesday night slate here in the nba tomorrow so until we see you next happy betting